So the backlash continues following Japan's shutdown of an exhibition on freedom of expression at the Aichi Triennale that included a statue representing the so called comfort women victims. Foreign artists whose works are being exhibited at the International Arts Festival have requested that their artworks also be removed. And not only that, a growing number of artists and civic activists around the world have been uploading photos of themselves adopting the pose of the statue on social media, sitting, staring straight ahead, fists clenched next to an empty chair. To learn more about the message behind this viral movement, let's invite on the line Rosaria Iazetta, an Italian sculptor who's one of the pioneer figures to start this campaign online. Thank you for joining us. Oh, come on, my pleasure. Thank you, you to call me. And what inspired you? Please describe for us the process of opposing with this statue image on your own social media. I can guess was a completely one mix of uh, aspects that, you know, inspired me. On the beginning, uh, the incredible also Japanese feminist artist uh, Yoshiko Shimada, she invited me to support this uh, incredible and horrible uh, censure that happened uh, to Aichi um, Triennale. So, of course, I accepted the invitation to uh, pose as a statue because it was important for several aspects, you know. It's impossible to realize that in, 2000, um, in uh, 2019, uh, still, uh, you know, one artist cannot be free to express. Second, you know, it's not possible that, you know, in the culture in Japan, completely don't want to realize and don't want to see the truth that are coming from the history. And this one, because this was completely one obstacle and completely one very sad aspect of don't considering the pain of the woman that was involved in this uh, comfort woman stationery. So I think this mix of aspects, you know, give me uh, the, the inspiration to be part of this movement I guess as a woman, as a sculpture professor, as an artist, I cannot, you know, stay out of this movement. In this moment, especially, it's very important to stand up and to follow this movement. And you wrote that it's a statue of non-freedom of expression, or you suggested, let's call it that. Could you elaborate on what you meant? Yeah, of course, because I, you know, had to pose in the same position as uh, the woman was uh, on the reality in the history and that uh, was not in chance to express anymore because through the artists, people don't want to face and just uh, feel the pain that are coming uh, from the empathy of the sculpture. And so the artists cannot express. And uh, without this expression, uh, we are, of course, not free. But on the hand, we are just, uh, you know, completely delayed the history. So for this, okay, if you don't want to see the sculpture, okay, you are obligated to see the human being just in the same position of the sculpture. So at the moment, uh, the sculpture is censored, but Still, now, all the world know about this sculpture. 
So what's happened after with this movement, it's incredible, gorgeous and fantastic because we give it a chance to still give a live sculpture with the face of the real person, with the completely physically alive, uh, this sculpture. So the sculpture, it's not censored anymore because still it's alive with the people. From a Japanese perspective, they might resist associating politics, especially a very sensitive political issue, with art. But you have described yourself not only as an artist, but also as an anti-militarist and a feminist. And and I guess it's difficult to separate the various parts of one's personality as an artist. And often politics will inspire. Which part of your background would you say has drawn most of your passion in this particular area? Ah, you know, just 10 years that I am sculpture professor. In the beginning, I just realized also in Italy, I had some problem just because I was woman, sculpture professor woman. And for me, it was impossible to accept this. When I just uh, relate with the other colleagues from different places of the world, and I realized this was not one problem in my country, but was the problem in, in different countries. After, when I degree also in sociology, so I keep to study more deeply uh, the, how was the horrible crime in the past and how the society developed with the incredible, horrible history. And I realized that the military crime are the most horrible thing that the world bring with them. And when it happened the world, the most fragile person in the world always, almost of the time, are the woman. So be against the war means to protect the woman. Because we don't need to think that uh, the hero are making uh, uh, one good uh, word. No, no, I am sure that the woman make a good word, especially because them have opportunity to bring a new life. If we connect all women together, if we feel through the empathy what the world gives to us in any past, in any condition, we realize that the war is the most worst thing happening in our history. So for me, as artists, to keep thinking that in the art we must express the truth because the sculpture and the art in general have given incredible uh, improving to the society, especially in the cultural side. So if we understand how we have the power through the art and through the supporting of the woman, we can understand that the world can be completely changed and completely different. So for this, for me, it was important to concentrate and study the past, but be connected also in the present, because we must, of course, to remember our past, never uh, forget. Right, I'm sure many people will, will feel that way, including Japanese women, I should say, uh, from a Japanese perspective, that uh, sure. can be varied. If you see, also, Shimada, the, the, the feminist artist, is started to making performance as comfort to woman, you know. Exactly right. The, the work of her, yes, it's also in this way. So this is incredible, it's fantastic. Rosario Iazetta, we are out of time now. You're a renowned Italian sculptor, but also, as you mentioned before, a professor of sculpture, indeed, at the Academy of yes. Fine Arts of Naples. Thank you very much for joining us today.
Come on, my pleasure. Never give up. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Let's look at another story of international solidarity. We uh, have just done so with this uh, new Comfort Women statue installed on Mount Namsan, a symbolic location where a Japanese Shinto shrine used to stand during the colonial era. And this particular statue came across the Pacific Ocean from San Francisco. We can welcome on the line Ms. Julie Tang, a retired judge and co-chair of the Comfort Women Justice Coalition. Great to have you back on our show. Hi, it's good to have you um, with me on your radio show. I really appreciate that. Indeed. And, and you attended the unveiling of this new statue held on International Memorial Day for Comfort Women last week while you were visiting Seoul. Um, from San yes, Francisco actually, originally, I though, so you've got this total to international connection again. Can you tell us a bit more about the installation? The memorial. And it was quite an experience, truly a solidarity experience for me and my partner, the co-chair of the Comfort Women Justice Coalition, Judge Lillian Singh. In September 2017, just a bit of background here, San Francisco installed an almost identical-looking memorial um, by sculptor Stephen White. What was the significance of that? Well, it's true. Two years ago, we worked very hard to install a memorial in San Francisco over the strenuous objection from the Japanese consulate office and also the uh, Abe government. They did everything, uh, possibly diplomatically, socially, and pressure many local community people to stop us from installing the memorial. In fact, Osaka mayor, who um, enjoys a sister-city relationship with San Francisco um, over the San Francisco-Osaka sister relationship, terminated the sister-city relationship because of the memorial. And uh, it was um, a surprise move, although um, we really, it didn't really bother us that much because um, if that's what he chooses to do, that's his prerogative. And we will still go ahead with pursuing the goal of educating the public and the community about what happened during World War II. And we succeeded in doing that. Yeah, so we saw this photo taken at the ceremony, by the way, in which the South Korean comfort woman victim, the Halmani or grandma, Yong Su, was, was just holding hands with the girls in the statue. They're looking to give this newly installed statue a name too by gathering ideas from the public. I don't know if there's any inspiration that can come from that holding hands. Do you, do you have any suggestion? Oh, it's a very powerful tool. You notice that the um, the difference between the Soul Sister, I'm sorry, the Soul Comfort Woman Memorial and the San Francisco Comfort Woman Memorial is particularly that empty space that we left open for somebody to step up and join hands with the three girls: the Korean girl, the Chinese girl, and the Filipino girl. And in so doing, that they um, connecting each other to the Comfort Woman movement. It is a powerful tool for education and a call for justice and involvement for the, for the grandmas. And so anybody who wants to go up there, join hands, they're welcome to. And in so doing, they instantly are transformed to be a part of that movement. And we welcome everybody to experience that and to participate in the movement for justice. 
Incidentally, last week this show featured Japanese-American director Miki Dazaki of the documentary film The Main Battleground of the Comfort Women Issue. And at one point the film shows how the Comfort Women Memorial actually triggered an adverse reaction from local Japanese groups in San Francisco and drew external pressure from Japan. How has the city been coping with that? The city, you know, is a wonderful city of progressive people and very uh, liberal ideas. And we are a very uh, advanced city. It is true that the um, Osaka mayor, uh, from from him on to the governor, you know, of uh, Osaka, to the right-wing cabinet of Abe's government, were all pulling on the big guns, you know, to, to pressure some members of the Japanese-American community. And they are just a small group. The majority of the Japanese-American community in San Francisco actually stand with us. Our co-chair at that time was the late Jeff Adachi, who unfortunately had passed away early this year, Mm. and also Karen Korematsu. She's the daughter of Fred Korematsu, who who stood up against the Japanese concentration camp in the United States during World War II. We have fabulous people very honorable, upright citizens of Japanese-American descent who support us. And without their help, it would be much more difficult. While there were a small group of Japanese-Americans, you know, they, they at the end, um, uh, kind of, you know, disappeared and, and pretty much gave up on uh, trying to prevent us from installing the memorial. And the last desperate act, as I mentioned, is Osaka mayor who threatened to terminate the sister-city relationship with San Francisco if we go ahead with the inscription that we had and if the city and county of San Francisco go ahead and accept our gift of the memorial to join into the collection of, of the arts in San Francisco. Well, our late Mayor Ed Lee went ahead, accepted the gift, signed the resolution, and after that act, uh, Osaka Mayor desperately is- issued an um, uh, issued a statement saying that the sister city relationship is hereby terminated. Well, you know what? Life goes on, okay? People are now visiting the memorial. They are honoring the memorial. After all, this memorial is the only memorial, and I would say all the comfort movement memorials throughout the world are the only statues that we know of that honor and affirm the dignity of women who have been raped. These memorials celebrate the courage of these women who speak up and tell the world what the Japanese military did to them and give inspiration and hope to other victims of sexual molestation and violence that they, too, would have the courage to speak up and hold the perpetrators accountable. And we hope and want the Japanese government, and particularly Prime Minister Abe and his cabinet, to listen to them instead of trying to tear down these statues. Ms. Julie Tang, retired judge, co-chair of the Comfort Women Justice Coalition, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And again, the new name of this statue, we're still waiting for it to be decided. Uh, It's on Namsan here in central Seoul. The name will be selected through a public contest open until November 30th to submit your idea you can download the form at the Korean Council's website, which is womenandwar.net. So www.womenandwar, all one word, 
www.ghostbusters.net.